listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. Goodness gracious, this episode, I don't even fucking know. 144, according to Sam's document here. Yes. That's the thing. Yeah. You don't yeah. put the, the number on the document. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, yeah. does. yes he does. Yes, he does. Right there. My apologies, Sam. <laughs> How dare you be right, the Sam? The number is on the docket. How dare you be right? I mean, I don't know if I'm right. I, I remember we did, sure we did episodes are. like... 138 through 141 like four times. It's right for now. So I'm not sure where we are at this point. Let's check. I'm going to be, yep, 144. That is correct. (gasps) Wow. Fucking nailed it. Awesome. Fucking nailed it. Mm -hmm. So uh, Halloween's over. Yeah. We're into November. Sad. We're discussing this new theme Mm -hmm. that uh, was created by... The one and only Alex over here. Uh, hello. Hello. Uh, <laughs> I wanted something to do with food. Yeah. Well, because of Thanksgiving. Sense. But without it being too, like, Thanksgiving. Too Thanksgiving. There's not that many Thanksgiving-themed horror movies. Yeah. I feel like we've covered a good portion I, of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we still haven't done uh, Thanksgiving. Killing. It's so bad. I feel like we've been dancing mm. around that movie for the last couple of years. I feel like it's just so obvious. It's, and, and it's... Awful. It is it's really bad. Awful movie. It's um yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of aspects of that film that haven't aged gracefully either. Mm. There's <laughs> oh, the, really? there's yeah, there's the liberal use of uh of a derogatory homosexual word. Oh, the F word? Yes. That other F word. That the one that we don't that the Not one that fuck. we don't have a problem saying <laughs> yeah. on the podcast. Or the one that we do have a problem saying. Wow. 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 I mean, in all fairness, I did actually say that word in an episode a couple of weeks ago to yeah. like, when we did the uh McPoyles take over the bar. Yeah. That's true, you did do that. Yeah. Well I wasn't saying it. I was just repeating what someone else had said. I wasn't saying it. I was just singing a rap song. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know what? I'm not even going to. No. I'm yeah. not even gonna, <laughs> Moving on. Um, yeah. <laughs> We're just going to nip that one in the bud. Anyways, I'm the Paul. Bud. I respect women. <laughs> I would never call them bitches and hoes unless I was repeating it from someone else. Yeah. Rap lyrics. Yeah. I don't mind if you call me an asshole, but you can't call me a bitch. I mean, what if what if you're being one? No. I'm fine with you calling me a bitch if I'm being one. I feel like girls can call me a bitch. If a guy calls but me a bitch. But I can't call you a bitch? I'll punch him in the nuts. <laughs> you, haven't, you, you haven't earned the right to use can that Can I say word. you're being a cunt? I yes. feel like you wouldn't have a problem I with that. I would not have a problem with that at so all. So why, 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 why bitch then? What's I the problem know. with I, bitch? I don't know. I just don't feel like it's, feel like it's for the ladies. Hmm. Be like you're being a bitch. I'll be like fuck you. <laughs> Just call me a dick. That's funny because I I think I've actually talked about this on the podcast. I have a I have a family friend who is just absolute cunt. It, it sends her up a wall. Oh yeah. She like can't stand the word. And I, so like I, she she was in town for some reason or another. And I was listening to one of the Kevin Smith podcasts mm-hmm. and the entire point <laughs> the entire episode was about 
how different regions react to the word cunt. And right. so it was nothing but them saying how, like, cunt over and over. Outside, <laughs> outside of the United States, it's just like another word. Yeah. So she made, yeah, she she made it through like a few episodes of the podcast. Didn't let me know this was bother, bothering her or anything. And then finally, after about like five minutes, she's like, I'm going to, I really, we, can we listen to something else? I can't stand this. This is literally making my, sh- my spine shake every oh my fucking gosh. time. You <laughs> wow. say this word. And I was just like, I'm sorry, what? what, yeah, she, was what like, she, she was just like, oh, I, can't, I can't say the word cunt. And I was just like, okay. Okay. <laughs> so just like a visceral reaction to that word. She has a mouth like a sailor. But just cunt. But I guess cunt. I feel like I've met people like that before. Oh, yeah. Though. Well, it's very much one of those words that you like. You not... either don't care about that word or you care a lot. Or you're like yeah. offended by it. Yeah. yeah. I, guess. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Who the fuck cares? Fucking cunts. I think we should call people twats more, too. Twats. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's... I feel like that's very, like. British. Like, yeah, yeah, very British. Well, so it's calling someone yeah. a cunt. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Australia. Which I would was say founded Australia. by the who? Yeah, but uh, like the prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> right, so it's just like a rougher version of calling someone a twat. But it's still, like, I still don't think it's a terrible. No. What, twat or cunt? Either one, honestly. Yeah, I don't, I, no, I don't care. Don't bother. Look, they're all euphemisms for something that we're all born out of. Why can't we all just accept yeah. that, that it's... See, now I'm curious, because there was the word twit. Twit. Like an idiot? Yeah. Like yeah. A, yeah. yeah. Um, which I feel like is like a shorter version of nitwit. Yes. But I also kind of wonder if that was just like a cleaner version of calling someone a twat. Mm, perhaps. I don't know. But I feel like they use that like on like network television. A twit. Yeah. Because when you watch like UK comedies, mm-hmm. they call each other, no, twats like all the time. Yeah, yeah, but I the don't rules, think are, that the really rules like, are different for like BBC. Than yeah, it is. and also they say twat, twat, yeah. not yeah. like a twat. It's a twat, twat, which I find difficult. Yeah, twat, twat or twat, twat. <laughs> See, I feel what like I find difficult about it. I just to say it. I want to say twat. <laughs> I, don't, I don't find it difficult to say. I find it difficult to be taken seriously. <laughs> yeah, if I say twat, uh, twat, twat, twat. I feel like I'm just going to start dropping that into regular conversation and gauging people's reactions. I'm just going to be like by the water cooler with some coworkers and be like, yeah, you know. At work? Yeah, you know. I was talking to this twat the other day. Yeah, this twat over there was just like, I don't know, I'll just say like casually referring to another coworker. Look at this twat over here. I I, I wouldn't start by referring to other coworkers. I would would tell stories about your friends outside of work. Who are being twats. I did. That's a a quick trip to HR. I did throw it over. <laughs> I did throw an okay boomer the other day <gasps> at, at work. At, at work, Love and it. Uh, the, imme- the it immediate reaction was just like, "That's ageism." <laughs> <They're being laughs> I, can, I cannot tell if they were joking or not. I think they were kidding. I'm but, sure they probably were. But uh, you never know, though. Yeah, old people are so sensitive these days. They are. Everybody's so sensitive. Everybody Shut is. up, you twat! <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I need to speak to HR. How dare you, yeah. Kelly? <laughs> right. HR. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is Kelly our HR? I guess. Yeah, I think so. Ooh. It's not me. <laughs> You're not supposed to sleep with HR, you know. That's against the rules. Does that mean I've compromised our HR? Yeah, with your twat. With my twat. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, <laughs> you guys want to talk about some hard headlines? Sure. <laughs> All right, K 
kicking things off, uh, we've got Cello, uh, which is apparently going to uh, team Saw director Darren Lynn Boozman back up with uh, Tobin Bell. Uh, filming's already wrapped on Cello, a brand new horror film from Saw 2 Saw through 4 uh, and Spiral, filmmaker Darren Lynn Boozman. Uh, who else did? What, uh, what was it? Genetic Repo, the genetic opera. That's, uh, a, that's a pretty big uh, cult yeah, favorite. I like that. That's a good one. Um, Deadline reports that the film has been described as an English and Arabic language horror movie shot in Saudi Arabia and also stars Oscar winner Jeremy Irons. Good to see him mm, still doing stuff. Yeah. Like Jeremy him. Irons, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Syrian actor Samer Ismail uh, from The Day I Lost My Shadow and Saudi actress Elham Ali. Uh, the film tells the story of an aspiring cellist who learns that the cost of his brand new cello is a lot more insidious than he first thought. Oh my gosh, what a twat. Mm. Is this just a live-action version of that episode from Futurama where uh, Fry makes a deal with the devil to play the thing? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the holophone? The ho- yeah. I love that episode. That's a great one. I mean, honestly, like Futurama is just a, a classic through and through. So at this point, can we stop saying Simpsons did it because it's still Matt Groening and say that Futurama, Futurama did, did it? it? Yes. I feel like we've reached that point in time since we're in the 2020s that we yes. can probably get away with that. I would like to see it. Futurama did it. Futurama did it. Next up, we've got uh, a Martin director's cut. This is actually a pretty big piece of news. George A. Romero's 1977 horror movie Martin is centered on a man who believes he's a vampire. Um, it's currently being restored by the UK's Second Sight Films with a physical 4K Ultra HD release on the way in early 2022. George Romero's 3.5-hour black-and-white director's cut has reportedly been located. Well, not reportedly. It has been located. Uh, we've we've seen images of the reel of, yep. of, of film. Um, Ronald Gorewood, which is a very fitting name. It's the alias for uh, films, films director of photography, Michael uh, Gornick. He posted on Facebook, I simply can't say enough about the efforts of Kevin Kreiss and the Living Dead Museum in locating the seldom, if ever, seen black and white 16mm version of Martin. This director's cut of the, uh, well, it's three and a half hours, like I said, (laughs) in length, was always Romero's preferred vision. May it soon return safely to the custody of Richard Rubenstein and Braddock Associates for digital revitalization and distribution to the world. The current cut of Martin runs at just 95 minutes long. So needless to say, this director's cut is loaded with all sorts of, of never yeah. really publicly seen footage. So this is before. doubling. This is more than doubling the length of this movie. Yeah. yeah. Is, is Zack Snyder getting sweaty? <laughs> probably. Is he like, the Snyder cut's not long enough? He's probably going to make a Snyder cut that's like five <laughs> hours. <laughs> and then people will finally see his genius and be like, why didn't you direct all the movies? <laughs> have, have either of you seen this movie before? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. No. Uh, yeah, I, I've... I, I honestly, there's there is a lot. There are a lot of Romero films I've not seen. Same outside yeah. of like the the Dead franchise yeah. because for some reason I've seen almost every one of those. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen all of them. I keep watching all the new ones that come out. Yeah. So wait, 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 wait. Because isn't isn't Zack Snyder doing the the new ones right? Well, he's, he's such doing, a twat. He's doing he's doing like uh uh. <laughs> Good use of Thank the word. You. Good use of the words. Bridging the, did it, did the it work? segments together in the podcast. Did it sound good? Um, you know, it, it sounded a little forced. Maybe as you go on, <laughs> it it'll a be a little na- more natural. You know, you sorry. Can... Well, there will be plenty more opportunities. We'll we'll try to get. Oh, yeah. We'll try to fit it in. Okay. To the twat By the time this episode is over, it's going to sound like second nature. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, all right. But no, because Zack Snyder is doing all the new Dead That's... franchise. Yeah. I mean, they're not really tied to anything that Romero's done, aside Re- from just kind of like continuing the, the legacy. But of still. Right, but I think this might be that opportunity. He's like, well, Romero did it. If this motherfucker makes a five-hour movie, (laughs) a five-hour, I am going to shoot myself. Rise of a dead movie. I'm in. Uh, Michael and man behind the mask and the man behind the mask. uh, Director Gordon David Gordon Green has already promised that we're going to be getting a uh, extended version of the Halloween Kills film with a different ending than what we saw in theaters when the movie comes to home video. Wait, Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, It looks like one deleted moment from the new movie puts original shape actor Nick Castle back in the Michael Myers mask. And it's interesting because his name is in the credits. Yeah. And so I was trying to figure out like where Where Nick Castle was. Every every press release is that it's him and... And then they deleted uh, his scene? Yeah. Apparently. Some some fucked up shit. What a bunch of twats. Um... He also appeared as Michael Myers in one shot of Halloween 2018, and the plan mm-hmm. was to have him uh, have a similar shot in Halloween Kills, but uh, apparently, like I said, it was cut from the film. Sean Clark explains on his podcast, The Thing with Two Heads, that people keep asking what scene Nick Castle was in. He was in a scene that got cut that's supposedly going to be on the DVD or Blu-ray. It was a POV shot done from the drone into the drone from a drone into the bathroom, and you see his reflection in the mirror, and that was going to be the shot. When he's in that old couple's house. Is that what it's supposed to be? So, yeah, like, when, when they when discover him? When he's flying that drone around and the ah, drone flies okay. into the bathroom. Oh, right, right, and right. And then gets, like, smacked out. Yeah. That's where that scene's supposed to be. <laughs> For a gotcha. second, I thought it was going to be a, a drone of him, like, on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> finally get to see Michael's bowels at work. <laughs> we finally see him in a bathroom using it the way it was supposed to be used. Um, the actor underneath the mask throughout the majority of Halloween Kills is James Jude Courtney, who's uh, also played Michael Myers in the Halloween film, or Halloween 2018 film. Um, he'll be back also in Halloween. So, Nights. I guess the one question I have about this is, does it matter at this point which one of them it is? I don't think so. I'm more interested in the uh, the the changed final scene. Yeah. That's more what's got my attention. It's nice. I was really not happy with the way that movie ended. Right. Oh, people staring at windows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be cool to see Nick Castle in a scene, you know what I mean? But as far as who plays Michael Myers at this point, no, not really. When that movie comes out on video. It's, it's not like a pinhead thing where it's clearly. Yeah, like, it's like right. Doug Bradley and he's bringing the, the yeah. persona to the character and mm-hmm. everything. It's just the guy in a mask stalking stuff around. It could be it's anyone. Just, it's just a big dude. Well, like you, yeah. like, like yeah. for instance, if you watch, if you watch Schiller to the Friday the Thirteenth movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and you watch, you you start to see the mannerisms of each person who plays Freddy, right? right? Like, obviously, there's a huge fucking difference between the way that Freddy was, or, sorry, not Freddy, fucking Jason was played in. Uh, like the reboot of Friday the Thirteenth versus mm-hmm. the way that he like just kind the of classic ones. he did the exact same thing that Michael does. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just kind of like stalk his prey. And like I get like there there's a difference in the way that they move. Yeah, but I'm. But I mean, that's really about that's about yeah. it. You know, like I, I guess there's a difference in the size too. Like obviously, like one actor is much smaller or larger than another one. Yeah, but. I mean, like it obviously makes a huge difference if the old short fat dude. Uh, that threw himself out of the hospital window. Oh, right. Like, Clearly he, not Michael it, Myers. Yeah, if he ends up in the Michael suit, like <laughs> that, that's a pretty clear difference. But yeah, big dude in a mask versus different big dude in a mask. Walking really, slowly. Yeah. You don't, yeah. Well, I feel like you'd be able to tell a difference between like Ari Lehman, who we 
who we met mm-hmm. uh, versus like, you know, Kane Hodder. Yes. <laughs> you know, playing the same person. Like, yeah. like you know. It, well, they have different body. Yeah, exactly. Types, but that, yeah. yeah. So, but when you've got two actors that have, uh, that are purposefully being chosen to have like the similar body types. Same build. Yeah. yeah. Same build. You know, it's, it's not yeah. really that much of a drastic yeah. change. Um, next up, we've got Evil Dead Rise. Um, the Lee Cronin-directed Evil Dead sequel has officially wrapped. Over the last year, we've been informed that this entry in the Evil Dead franchise will take the Deadites into urban areas for the first time. The fifth entry into the Evil Dead franchise is being brought to us by Lee Cronin, director of The Hole in the Ground, which was not a very good movie. Um, no. According to Cronin's tweet, the entry went through a huge COVID lockdown and... Uh, Apparently used about 6,500 liters of fake blood. Dude, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, that's right. Quentin yeah. Tarantino just got the weirdest boner ever. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't Because the blood? Way. Yeah. Because the kill Bill. He oh, used yeah. uh, like that one scene with the Yakuza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where he took on the, she took on the, the crazy whole, 88. Yeah. yeah. That was a great scene. Because I think the reason they did it black and white is because they ran out of blood and they started just using like chocolate syrup and shit. Uh, mm-hmm. It was an MPA thing. Is that what it was? Yeah, was they wouldn't. Much? They didn't. They said that they said they were only too going to allow blood. an NC seventeen rating, and so Tarrant, that was their compromise. Um, the uh, new film will focus on two sisters named Beth, played by Lily Sullivan, and Ellie, played by Alyssa Sutherland. Um, any relation to Kiefer Sutherland there? Do you know? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I imagine there has to be. There can't be that many Sutherlands. You think so? Uh, actually, she's Australian. I, was so. say, I feel like okay. that's a. Yeah, I feel like it's not an uncommon last name. No. Um, but it will take place in L.A., um, the city in which the two sisters must try to fight off a deadite complete takeover. So uh sounds like somebody who's going to read the ne- Necronomicon <laughs> yep. in the middle of L.A. Idiot. It'll probably be like Henry Zabrowski. <laughs> you just hear like a... <laughs> she is not related. No. Not related. Okay. Not related. All right. Um, She's from Vikings, though. Do you guys watch that show? <laughs> no, I, I but I've heard really I've good seen, things. I've, I've seen a lot of trailers. It's very for good. It. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've heard some very, very good things about that show. Um, so we'll see where it goes. I'm kind of excited to see what happens. And if they're using 6,500 liters of blood, there's got to be some sort of gore going on. Yeah. yeah That's I mean, so much blood. Uh, I, love, I love the Evil Dead franchise. Um, I'm still a little bit bummed that you know we never got the uniting of Ash and Mia, but. Whatevs. Uh, yeah, but uh, I feel like that was gonna that was a, be that was a long pipe dream, and because yeah. that fucking soccer team just doesn't can't win the World Cup, god damn it, um, god damn it. It's just interesting because apparently the reboot of Evil Dead had seventy thousand gallons of fake blood. Really, the reboot? Yeah, uh, because of the rain scene where it was raining uh, blood. Yep, 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 yep. So I'm wondering if it's like one of those similar situations. Like, yeah, we use 6,500 liters in in an ocean one scene blood. because there was an uh, elevator yeah. full of blood or right. something like that. Yeah, you know, so. it just seems like a weird selling point. Whatever. I'm the thinking. amount of but blood, it, the amount does, of fake blood being used. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't make me not want to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It does make me want to watch it. Uh, next up, we've got some video game news. Uh, Blizzard has been mired in controversy over the past I'm few sorry, months. We have video game news. Palmer wants to go to hell, but he can't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Read the headline. Like I this said, is specific for you, buddy. Like I said, video game news. Uh, <laughs> if you aren't aware of the controversy, uh, I based... am unaware. Okay, so some well. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. You can just read what's there. I get it. There's a whole bunch of SEC stuff going on. Uh, Basically, one of the biggest video game companies in the world with some of the most iconic characters ever created. Blizzard who does, like, World of Warcraft. Yeah, Yeah. you know, Diablo, StarCraft, (laughs) all that kind of shit. Um, I know some stuff. They have a long history. (laughs) They employed a lot of rapists. Yeah. of. Oh. Of, like to the point where somebody's photos, a female staff member's photos were apparently distributed, like of her naked, <gasps> distributed during the middle of a Christmas party and she killed herself. Oh my God. They oh had my God. One of the, one of the directors, uh, had a Cosby room, literally yeah, called they, the they, Cosby they room. called it the Cosby suite. <gasps> Uh, they yeah. did. They did these wonderful things called cube crawls, cube which crawls. I didn't want to look up. But according to some people I've spoken to, is exactly what you imagine. A cube, yeah, crawl? cubicle crawls. They would like a whole bunch of the uh, of the upper echelon and staff would just get hammered and just make cat calls at every woman in the cubicle, like going up and down. Anyways, they have a long history of of, <laughs> okay. of very exploitative practices, and mm-hmm. they're run by one of the the skeeziest people in the video and game apparently, industry. Apparently, uh, it was either this morning or yesterday. Um, the the co-head of Blizzard, Jen O'Neill, after oh. having that position yeah, for left. three months, already left. She's like, three months. Three months. She was like, I think that was like a week ago. Uh, no, it was, uh, November third was the was this article at least on oh, okay. But yeah, she lasted three months. Wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like a very toxic work environment. Yeah. Well, they're, yeah. So they're they're in the process of trying to reform their image and getting rid of. But they're doing. They're just they're virtue signaling. Literally, just, like just every minimum. every every possible thing that they could do to try, kind of like they're changing like achievement names and like a whole bunch of characters bullshit. and characters and game, game character are being names. renamed. Maybe just like, right. don't, just, just don't, reform yeah. your workplace. Yeah, and don't may, worry about maybe the just right. like treat the people that work for you like human beings and don't. Yeah. Sexually harass or assault them constantly. Yeah, that would be more. I, I mean, I would do that first. I think. Yeah, that's a good starting place. Yeah, uh, yeah. You'd think you'd think that would be it, but, but it's anyways. harder. It's harder to do that than to write something that changes somebody's name. <laughs> You're right. Yes, it is. It's like a little bit harder. Um, <laughs> needless to say, regardless of all the controversy, uh, I I love the Diablo franchise, and Diablo Four is something that I think a lot of horror fans um, were looking forward to. Um, but apparently it, alongside Overwatch 2, have uh, been delayed. Uh, they were supposed to come out, hopefully, 2022, and they had been telling... So the big reason that all this is coming to light is not because of the fact that it happened, but because shareholders weren't told this information. Okay. And as a result, the SEC is investigating them mm-hmm. because they are they were misleading shareholders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what's bringing, okay. exposing all this to light. Not actually any sort of reform or, no. or, or no. the... the the countless people that have tried to whistleblow this it's, company. It's all about that bottom dollar, man. Yeah. Um, but anyways, they pushed their, their these releases uh, from the third quarter. Well, I guess it was like pushed from the third quarter of 2021 into like 2022 a little while ago. But they're, apparently it's just not happening at all. Well, you've been following um, Diablo 4 for a while. I feel like this has been delayed a couple of times. Yeah, now. it's been delayed a few times. But they've, uh, they came out and said, as we have worked with new leadership in Blizzard and within the franchise <laughs> themselves, particularly in key uh, creative roles, it has become apparent that some of Blizzard's Con- some of the Blizzard content planned for the next year will benefit from more de- development time to reach its full potential. According to the announcement, uh, the announcement continues stating that the developer believes that giving the teams extra time to complete production and continue uh, their creative resources to support the titles after launch will ensure that these releases are a delight and engage their communities for many years into the future. Uh, I think that's just a whole bunch of jargon for people are we're hemorrhaging employees 
Um, people are really focused on the fact that we suck as a company right now. Mm-hmm. It's probably better for us to do some really good PR, try to save our asses, and then release these and games. And then do a game, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, if I was their PR person, that's what I would tell them to do. Yeah, right. Seems pretty standard. It does. It does. Uh, and then finally, we've got a Morbius trailer. So this one's a little mm. interesting, right? We get this Marvel brand crossover here with a little bit of horror-led uh, action. But after being pushed uh, all over the release calendar due to the pandemic, the Jared Leto starring Morbius film is finally sinking its fangs into the big screen on January 28th, 2022, which means this is being sent out to die. Um <laughs> Yeah, because this movie is getting a release with like a lot of actually pretty big horror releases that have gotten delayed until mid-January. This movie is going to be in theaters for two weeks. Yeah, it's it's not going to make it. Uh, you can watch the brand new official trailer below, which was really also not very good. Um, it runs a whopping three minutes long and uh, blends the horror of Dracula with the action spectacle of a Marvel superhero movie. One of the Marvel one of one of Marvel's most compelling and conflicting characters, which I actually agree with. He is a very compelling character. Uh, comes to the big screen as Oscar winner Jared Leto, a.k.a. the cult leader, uh, transforms into the enigmatic ac- or ac- sorry, enigmatic anti-hero Michael Morbius. Dangerously ill with a rare blood disorder and determined to save others, suffering the same fate. Dr. Morbius attempts to a desperate gamble. Uh, while at first it seems to be a radical success, the darkness inside him is unleashed. Will good override evil, or will Morbius succumb to his mysterious new urges? How does he try and save them? Um, you remember the whole storyline in Blade with like uh, them kind of doing like an antidote? Oh, right. Yeah, this is part of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Part okay. of that. So he got his doctor doctorate online apparently because this doctor calls it bat radar yes in the in the trailer he says i got some kind of bat radar i'm sorry echolocation it's not that hard to work everybody knows it you motherfucker to the point where penny arcade the day after this trailer came out wrote a comic making fun of this and it's pretty it's a three it's a three panel comic and the first question is so dr morbius like what's your thing and he goes well i'm not batman or a man bat i'm a bat person and i can do all the bat stuff I can fly in radar, but, you know, I also eat cereal like a bat. (laughs) (laughs) So he licks it? (laughs) And then they start talking about smelling dirty buttholes from hundreds of miles away. Yeah, Um, sounds about right. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, this movie... They found the perfect time to release this movie. The trailer looks awful. Yeah, it looks really bad. It doesn't look good. Uh, Sam? Yes. Do we have some now, Uh No, actually, we're going to skip it this week. There aren't any major releases. It's just some DVD stuff. Um, but get your butts ready, because the next 10 weeks bleeding into the uh, burying of Dr. Morbius. Um, <laughs> the holiday season. The holiday season's upon us. All the delays that got pushed like a couple of weeks into the beginning of next year, they're all coming out. So the next 10 weeks are going to be pretty packed. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, there's the reason you won't be hearing a now slang drop. Anyways, time for the main event. You guys ready? Yes. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's main event. And like that, here we are. (laughs) Magic. Magic. Magic, magic, With the power of editing, it was like we didn't take a break for 15 minutes. But we did. But we did. Magic, magic. Podcasting. You're letting people behind the curtain, and I, I don't am. know how to feel about it. <laughs> Keep people away from my curtain. 
I am. All right, Sam, as per usual, I'm, I'm content with handing the reins off to yeah. you, buddy. All right, so this week we're talking about an educational film, everybody. Mm. Uh, we're going to learn from doctors and entomologists about bugs and poison and venom, uh, the difference of which is if it bites you, it's uh, venomous, and mm. if uh, you bite it, it's poisonous. Um, that's the easiest way to remember. We're going to see models built by the brilliant folks over at Mythbusters, and we're going to find out the answer to ICP's question, fucking magnets, how do they work? We're talking about arachnophobia. Mm-hmm. Released. We also get to see uh, John Goodman in yes. the height of his comedic prowess. Or when, when Roseanne was at its peak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is when he's in this movie. Um, so, released in 1990 and directed by Frank Marshall, who's one of the founders of Amblin Entertainment, along with his wife, Kathleen Kennedy and Steven Spielberg. Who doesn't have a whole lot of like movies under his director's belt, but has produced some fantastic shit. Like, he did this, and then he did Congo. Oh, Congo is so good. And then, like, kind of, he did, like, a couple of other ones, Uh but, like, most of his, most of his, uh... Because I feel like he just took over running Amblin while Spielberg was just making movies. Maybe, but, like, the the production stuff that this guy's got to his name is stellar. Yeah. Uh, originally written by Don Jacoby, a former candidate for an advanced degree in high-energy physics who also worked on Alien and Blue Thunder, uh, with additional rewrites by Wesley Strick, who's currently been writing for Man in the High Castle, but also Ooh. wrote the most recent Nightmare on Elm Street. Arachnophobia was the first movie released under the new... That's not a selling point. That's not a good thing. The most recent? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but this was the first movie released under the new Walt Disney's Hollywood Pictures label, which Disney created to release slightly more adult-oriented movies uh, until it folded in 2006. So can you watch this on Disney on Disney Plus? I could not find it there. Okay. I tried. I didn't I even did. check. I, I just bought it. I bought it, too. Um, I think like, I should have it. Yeah. yeah. It's a class. It's I really so love good. this movie. Yeah. Uh, does this movie feel familiar, like the warm embrace of fuzzy little spider legs as they wrap around your neck and sink their tiny venom-filled fangs into your neck? Uh, maybe. I was looking for something between the Invasion of the Body Snatchers and Alien, Jacoby said of the original script, but Disney decided to go for the broadest audience, and we started with a chilly, scary piece. Hmm. Uh, Frank Marshall intended the film would be reminiscent of Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, saying that people like to be scared but laughing, like a roller coaster. Nobody wants to be terrified. Uh, um, I like to be terrified. But I also like to be laughing. Yeah. I like this is classified so as this a, movie would land right between it's a comedy horror they have it yeah not, uh, a, not, so a, it's not a horror, horror comedy. comedy it's a comedy, comedy horror uh-huh so does this go back to the ghostbusters yeah we thing? debated this a long <laughs> time ago like a two-hour long debate over whether or not it's a horror is comedy it, it, or i don't think it's fan, i don't think it's fan, fantastical enough that was my argument with mm. ghostbusters it was more fantasy mm. than horror mm. Uh, Is it Lovecraftian, though? No. No. (laughs) Dang. Arachnophobia also bears similarities to the 1977 film Kingdom of the Spiders. Uh, Igo Cantor, producer of that movie, said in his Fangoria interview that Arachnophobia, which Spielberg produced, bears several several similarities to Kingdom of the Spiders. Uh, But, quote, I thought it was a copy, but you don't go and sue Spielberg. Mm. I also got some uh, Jaws vibes from this. Yeah. 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 It's got um, that same kind of buildup that Jaws has, right? It's a small, isolated it's a town. town. A new person moves in, yeah. wants to fix the things, and everyone's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know how things are done in this Here in this town, town in the, sir. In the, you know, in California not, on the beach. It's not like the big city, mm, sir. Yeah. <laughs> like how many times you have to reference the big city? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about the sometimes not-so-itsy-bitsy spiders themselves towards the end of the episode, but let's get going with the movie itself. So, starring Jeff Daniels as Dr. Ross Jennings, 
Harley Jane Kozak as Molly Jennings, John Goodman as Delbert McClintock, Julian Sands as Dr. Atherton, Brian McNamara as Chris Collins, James Handy as Milt Briggs, Peter Jason as Henry Beechwood, Henry Jones as Dr. Metcalf, Francis Bay as Evelyn Metcalf, Mark Taylor as Jerry Manley, Roy Brocksmith as Irv Kendall, Kenny, Kathy Kinney as Blair Kendall, Stuart Pankin as Sheriff Parsons, and Mary Carver as Margaret Holland. God, Stuart Love Pankin. Margaret. Stuart Pankin is really good at having a punchable face. Oh, my movie. God. As soon as he enters the screen, I'm just like, oh, you know he's going to say something. Sheriff like, Parsons. <laughs> my favorite thing about him is, like, every scene he's in, he looks just a little bit more and more like a fucking thumb. Yeah. It's like his head just like slowly just yeah, like, it's almost like gets the stuck Michael in his shoulders Myers and his chin that we goes about. away and it's just like a fucking thumb with hair. It's almost like the Michael Myers mask in the sense that like it transitions into something that's like more and more like beaker by the end of yeah. the fucking beaker. And just the, long, yes. the longer he lasts in this movie, the more punchable that face gets. I yeah. hate him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said before we started I'm recording. I'm just going to start like, calling that the beaker effect. Uh, yeah, fair enough. But like you said before we started recording, like this cast is perfect. Yeah, so, so I had mentioned like when we got up to take our little break here i was like i don't think this is one of those movies that you watch where you you literally i i cannot criticize any of the casting choices in this film i think everybody is so perfectly cast in this in this movie that i i can't if they were to reboot this Mm -hmm. i don't know who would take over these roles right like i i can't imagine anybody else playing playing uh uh delbert i can't imagine anybody else playing ross jennings jeff daniels was like the perfect Mm -hmm. icon to pick at that point in time dr metcalf too and his wife it's perfect it's just it's stellar casting. Everybody fits into the position that they're supposed to play, and they all propel the story forward in a way that, like, even though it's not like the the greatest horror movie ever made or the greatest comedy ever made, it is a fun fucking movie, mm-hmm. and it's one of those movies that like you just don't get right. I put it up there with like Mrs. Doubtfire that this is like a fucking family movie, dude. It is. It is like it like yes, it is a horror film, right? And it can scare little kids, but this is the type of thing that like I, I sat down and watched this with my mom. Yeah, my mom hated horror movies. This is a really good introductory. It, I was horror just gonna movie. say yeah. this is a great intro to horror for, but it's got, for your but, kids. But unlike some of the other films that people like suggest as intro to horror, right? Yeah. Like like for is Monster Squad or something like that where it's like really more of a comedy that mm-hmm. just has some horror icons like right. this is like actually got some spooky moments yes. that as a kid you'd, you'd probably sp- get a little, a little scared right yeah, but yeah. like it would be just enough yeah, like you wouldn't have nightmares for a you. week yeah. you know so in, in that regard I think this is this is I agree one of those perfect casting films I also just love some of the like movies that these folks went on to do. Like obviously Jeff Daniels went on to do Dumb and Dumber a few years later. Uh, Francis Bay went on to be the grandma in Happy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah. yes, that's where <laughs> yeah. I know her from. Yeah, well, it's just so she funny. was also in Seinfeld. She's the one that yes. had her rye bread stolen from her. Um, but it's so interesting because you see her on screen, right? And she's got this. Uh, She's got that like grandma presence to her mm-hmm. to the point where like you can kind of see her likeness and other grandma esque characters throughout the years. Like yeah. I, I don't know, she's 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 quite good in this. Like Julian Sands has done a ton of shit. Oh yeah. Um, to, uh, a couple years later, he was in Leaving Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean th- this cast had already done a ton of stuff and just kept pumping out great movies. What's the name of the the God? What? She's been in like so many horror movies lately. Uh, she had like a resurgence in her career. Yep. Um, I, the old lady. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, it was the one name? who was in um, 
the con not the con yeah she was also in Detroit Rock City. She played the guy's mom, who didn't want him listening to Kiss. Oh, the 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 chain smoking yeah. Jesus mom. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh God. Oh. Lynn Shay, right? Yes. Yes. Lynn Shay. Lynn Shay. She looks. She looks exactly like, when she was on the screen. I was like, is that Lynn Shay? Has she always looked that old? Like, is that, is that just like how she's look? Is she like is Insidious? She, she was in the Insidious. Yes, Insidious. Insidious. Thank that's you. it. That's it. That's it. Um, I was just like, is that her? And I don't know. They have a striking resemblance to one another, and that's kind of like who I thought of when I when I was rewatching this film. She's like, is that Lynn Shay? That, that's not. She's Lynch, done right? a lot of things, but she would have been much younger. Obviously. Yeah, she would have been <laughs> yeah. much younger. Um, so this movie opens up with an exploration in Venezuela with a search for some new bugs. Miscast possible villain just based on his hair. Entomologist <laughs> James Atherton captures two members of an aggressive new species of spider of prehistoric origin, completely untouched by the outside world. These spiders lack sex organs, indicating that they are laborers or soldiers and thereby uh, existing as a hive, which is apparently atypical of spiders. A fertile male of the same species bites bedridden American nature photographer Jerry Manley, who has a severe seizure from the venom and bleeds out and dies. Uh, we've talked about on the podcast before <laughs> like how we would fare in certain situations mm, in horror mm-hmm. movies and whatnot. Um, or how far we would make it. And mm-hmm. given my real-life aversion to the outdoors and my general knowledge of football, I'm most likely going out like Jerry Manley 10 minutes in. Mm. I feel like as soon as all of the locals, especially like the person who was you know, walking them says, to... Says, I'm not going Says, I'm further. not fucking going there. I'd be like, cool, me neither. <laughs> right. Yeah, Jerry Manley, this guy is my spirit animal. This is exactly how I'd go out. <laughs> so it's like, what, what are you? What are you, What are you an expert in? Uh, football. football. <laughs> and then he just gets bitten by a spider like right at the start of the night. He seems like the type of person that I'd want to hang out and have a beer with. Yeah, but yeah. also I, I find it kind of weird that they didn't look for a photographer who had any sort of interest in... Or experience, or experience with. in science or traveling, like that. I do feel like it is a different kind of like Why? photography. Are you needed to like, like National Geographic photographer to go well, with him? Yeah, I mean, look at this. He has a quite a, a big operation going on, and he's apparently like a very quite famous, famous. Yeah, a uh, very famous bug researcher. Yeah, but I'm sure there are very famous bug researchers in the world of fucking science that you and I have never heard well, you of. Got, the, the guy that did your wedding photos was a storm chaser, right? Yes, so, and a um, abandoned exploration photographer. Okay. Yeah. So what I know of storm chasing comes from Twister. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty fair statement for I most don't people. Know. I don't know anything about anything when it comes to that. So that person could walk by me. You could be like, you could be like, oh my God, that's the prestigious storm chaser, Dr. Rick Heinderson. And I would be like, who? But I would be but like, like, I'm not going to assume that he, just because he takes really good photos of like tornadoes and shit, that he's going to be really good at photographing like, People, yeah, at a wedding or like, or or like football games. I don't know. I feel just because like I'm really good at like getting a photo of some dude getting his. It, this is the 1990s. So just because I'm like watching someone get their fucking neck broken catching a ball ten yards <laughs> over the center of the field, right. doesn't mean that I'm going to assume that he's also really good at taking pictures of spiders. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like if you have a master of <laughs> photography, like if you're a very good photographer, then he you didn't be really able seem kinda... like a very good photographer, though. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, to be fair, though, like John Goodman doesn't seem like he's the best exterminator. <laughs> uh, I'm doesn't sorry. he? Though? <laughs> uh, we're gonna get to him in a little bit. Okay, that man's a professional. He is. He is. I'm not. You know, I'm not disputing that. But uh, I think it's just you know, I think there's leveling. Um, 
there's variations in in how good any of these people are at their jobs aside aside from Jeff Daniels' character. He's the only one who seems He's really like 100% competent. competent. Their, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, the guy showed up late. He didn't like bugs. He didn't like traveling. He didn't like the heat. Like why he didn't he like the outdoors. He didn't like the outdoors. He's literally asking me to show up with my iPhone and take a bunch of pictures <laughs> because I have an iPhone and you saw a commercial about how you can like film movies, movies with, with your iPhone. He's like this guy's got one. He can do it. Yeah. <laughs> so the interesting part about this movie is I, I think I've seen this movie probably about a dozen times. Yeah, the same. Um, and I always forget. The Venezuela part? About the first 15 minutes I of this do movie. Too. It's very forgettable. To me, this movie starts in my head when I think of it. The moment Jeff Daniels' character steps out of the truck and he's like, I've got this wine bottle. Yeah, yeah. And the Chateau yeah. go. <laughs> it's $125. That sounds like me when I'm like getting ready to retire and live in my Montana country home far how away much did from he my say life. It was, how much did he say it was a bottle? 120 something dollars. Okay, he's like, we don't drink that. I would drink that. Yeah. It's like a $2,000 bottle of wine. It's a lot cheaper then than it is these days. A Chateau Margot? Yeah, the cheapest bottle that I've seen for a Chateau Margot these days is 200 but most of them are like 500 and up. 500 and up. Is See, that accounting for inflation? <laughs> Another I mean, now it's a thousand. Years. Yeah. It's been 30 years. See, I would drink a $125 bottle of wine. I, would I don't, too. I don't I, think I, I would. I don't think I'd do a $500 bottle of wine. I don't know I'd drink a $500 bottle of wine. God, what the hell is it? There's an episode of Black Books of where they go over to house sit this rich person's home uh-huh. and. They're big wine drinkers, and so they go into the cellar and they find this bottle of oh, wine shit. that looks like it's like from the fucking oh. Bible ages, right? right. <laughs> and so they go to pour it, and they re- they realize they've consumed the whole bottle, oh, and the no. whole episode turns into like a mad scientist thing where they try to figure out all the ingredients to get the flavor right in the bottle. <laughs> the kind of shit they're throwing in the wine bottle is fucking fantastic. If you haven't watched Black Books, you absolutely should. Oh, <laughs> all right, so anyway, about this movie. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Now that we're not talking about uh, Brit comedies anymore. Uh, Atherton sends Manley's body back to his hometown of Kanaima, California, unaware that the spider has crawled into his uh, coffin, which has a gigantic hole in the side. Okay, right. Um, so we get to the reason that we're here pretty quickly. 18 minutes in, we've got coroners eating sandwiches near dead bodies because lunch breaks aren't a thing in movies or reality. Would uh, you eat around your dead body if you were a coroner? Or if I was yeah, a, yeah, like a coroner and I'm just used right. to being around dead bodies, it's just another thing. Sure. Isn't that rude, though? So here's the thing. and we Because we've covered a lot of the movies uh, that is our topic this month. We've already covered some of the bigger movies uh, that we could do. Um, a lot of times the trope is that you see them like put the sandwich or something directly on the, on the body. body. They don't. They no. have like a little table off to the side. Uh, like that, I'm totally fine with. I don't think I would put my sandwich down on a corpse and then pick it back up and eat it. No. But also, don't you feel like you would want to take a step away from what you're doing and take a break? Yeah. Like, is eating the sandwich that important? Maybe this is why Atsy was going on strike. Maybe. Uh, so, this month, every movie we cover is going to have something, uh, somebody eating near or leaving food on a corpse. Uh, sadly, like I said, we've already covered some of these, so we're not going back to Return of the Living Dead or Terrifier, but we've got some good stuff lined up. Anyway, the spider escapes from this coffin and is picked up by a crow and bites a bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the crow falls dead outside of the barn of Ross Jennings, which is where the movie actually really starts. Uh, he's a family doctor who's moved from San Francisco to the small town. The big city. The big city to the small town to take over the practice of the retiring town doctor. Uh, one of their kids encounters a spider while unpacking and freaks out, rightfully, and Molly says they're more afraid of us than we are of them. 
I'm not actually sure if that's true with spiders, because they don't really seem to give a shit about us, at least in my house, until we start trying to kill them. That's when they run away. Uh, but I also assume Australia would beg to differ because, like, every spider there can kill you. You literally have to check your shoes on yeah. a pretty regular basis. I, I check remember, my, I I remember my you, shoes. you asked me if I check my shoes before I put them on. I'm like, no, why? And you were like, spiders. I was like, what? what? Yeah. yeah. You gotta check your shoes. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I still, to this day, don't check my shoes. Oh, and we have spiders in our house. Right? We yeah. have black widows in our house. Yeah, we, we had a bunch of black widows outside by our trash can mm-hmm. a couple months ago. Check your shoes, man. Oh Everyone should check your shoes. Yeah, check your shoes. Let's see. This is an educational episode, guys. Like I told you, <laughs> we're learning. You guys will be learning. Check your shoes. Um, but Ross, much like myself, is not a big fan of the outdoors. He hates spiders specifically, and he already misses the crime, grit, and sounds of the city, and then gaslights his tired wife into banging him because it's their first night in a new house. And it's bad luck otherwise. <laughs> so true. <laughs> she even calls him out. You made that up, didn't you? Yeah, at least he's <clears throat> honest. Yeah. Uh, Ross shows up to start his job, which is taking over for the retiring town Dr. Metcalf, only to find out that he's pulling the old switcheroo. There's that only one thing fucker. left that you can do when you retire, and that's die, all of his friends have. Uh, and he's not ready. Therefore, he's not retiring because he's not ready to die, and no one's going to rush him into an early grade. If his wife can't do it, then yeah. doctor's not doing it. I get it. that this movie was made back in the 90s, right? It was like pre-internet, especially like in mm-hmm. an old town, and like yeah. not everybody's connected in the same way that the this modern... This is definitely like the last place to get internet. But pick up a fucking phone and call somebody before they move Thank their you. family to a town. Because yeah. I thought he's... Uh, doesn't Four he say, months, though. Well, didn't he say that he spoke to him like a couple of weeks before they moved? No, he said four months ago. Oh, uh, okay. The last yeah. time I talked to you four months ago, you said you Dude, were... four months ago in 1990 is like <laughs> five years now. I would have called them like right before I left. And yeah. like, hey, just wanted That's to... That's like five through. years right now. Because he was... Yeah. I don't know. If I didn't talk to you for four months... In 1991? No, now. Oh, and if now? I, if I don't talk to someone for four months now, I just don't know them anymore. Yeah, we're not friends anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Ross meets the sheriff, as we discussed, the thumb with hair, uh, and Mrs. Hollins, his new neighbor. She's not a big fan of Dr. Metcalf, who doesn't know the difference between his ass and a hole in the ground. Um, I've known this expression for a really long time. Mm-hmm. This might be, like, the earliest reference I have to it. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Um, but she tells Ross that she'll be his first patient. Meanwhile, Molly goes out to explore the barn behind the house and takes a bunch of photos of all the massive spider webs, assuming it's all from the one little spider she saved uh, her kid from. Or, I guess, saved from her kid. Yeah. she saved the spider, not the kid. The kid can die. Spider's going to (laughs) live. As soon as I saw... If I was in her position, and I I took this one little spider out to the barn, now the whole barn is covered. The entire top part of the barn is covered in spider webs. I would have called John Goodman's character then. Yes. And been like, okay. And the fact that she couldn't have honestly believed that that one little spider made... No. But she also hasn't been up there, so maybe it's already been full of cobwebs. Because all she did was just go take him and, like, drop him in the barn. Yeah. Still, I'd be like, uh, that's some spider webs up there. Yeah. Uh, we learn here that Ross's first memory was from when he was a two-year-old. There was a quote-unquote incident. A big fucking spider just coming straight for him as a baby in a crib, and he gets paralyzed any time a spider touches, his, uh, touches him. His wife makes him face his fear and explore the barn, where we learn the little fuzzy boy from Venezuela banged the house spider and bred a full-on army. I thought they didn't have sex organs, though. Apparently, the, the the one dude spider that did is the one that got out. Oh, well, um, what luck. Yeah, what luck. Uh, we get a meet and greet with the town. At <laughs> Sorry, can we just place? go back really quickly yeah. to talk about that 
spider sex scene. Uh-huh. It was like kind of romantic. Mm-hmm. Where they like <laughs> it reminded me of Ghost, right? The clay pot molding, right? Because they're just like they're just like interlocking and touching. Yeah. Like if you just play that song in the background, uh, Unchained just, Melody back yeah. there. <laughs> just, just imagine the two spiders just holding, just and holding caressing. hands. It was the most. It's the most bizarre it's thing. Like the, or, or or you could equate it to that scene from The Bodyguard where he's just oh, carrying yeah. her out oh. through the threshold and everything. Oh my gosh, just, it's so romantic, you guys. It is. It is. I have I've to. Never, never in my life have I seen insect sex. Be it does not so, look like that. <laughs> be so just steamy. It was steamy. It was and, like the Red Shoe Diaries director was like called in to shoot this one scene. Make them touch and make them touch, touch legs. fingers more. I want to see hairs entangled with other hairs. <laughs> I mean, given their attention to detail, I imagine that the spider sex scene was actually probably somewhat anatomically correct. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I I kind of assume like spiders mating is like quite violent or quick. Like an in and out. Yeah, but that's like praying mantis where like yeah. at the end like the woman just like eats the guy's head and yeah. that's the Spiders end. Spiders don't take no shit. No, they don't. Yeah, it's true. They like can't be bothered. So we get a meet and greet uh, with the town at Margaret's place where we see Mama Manly turned into a drunk because she wasn't allowed to see Jerry who was given a closed coffin funeral since his body was all chewed up and drained by the spider that came to the States with him. Uh, we also get to meet the Miller family, Mom the Baptist. Um, which <laughs> yeah, That was so Baptist. funny. <laughs> Uh, Mom the Baptist, Dad, Henry, the football coach, uh, star quarterback son, and aspiring gym teacher daughter. Uh, because that's, you know, that, that's Sports a Sports is the family. Sports is the family. Uh, after the party, a spider shows up late, bites and kills Margaret, who's then diagnosed as having died from a heart attack by Dr. Metcalf, who also denies an autopsy and blames her death on Big City Ross. That's so annoying. I loved her character, too. She was great. Yeah, she didn't make it nearly as far she as, really as, didn't. I, as I hope. Uh, but this is where we get to meet the wonderful John Goodman. Uh, Delbert, the exterminator, shows up to look for termites in the wine cellar of Ross's new house, uh, which is apparently the reason he bought the house, uh, was for all of his fancy wines. Uh, John Goodman proudly proclaims that there's no room for amateurs in this game, and we in this podcast game could not agree more. Uh, professionals only. Please. Professionals only. Uh, it turns out there are no termites, but there are still rotting floors, and the question, how do you fix the floors? Tear out bad wood, put in good wood. Put in good wood. <laughs> It's a, I mean, it's a simple explanation, but it checks out. It yeah. does. <laughs> that's, that's small town answers right there. Yeah, right. Straight and to the point. Uh, Ross, after getting an invite, shows up to the gym to give the whole football team a physical. Grab, turn, and cough, boys. Uh, while watching the football practice, Miller gets bitten by a spider that crawled into his helmet and instantly dies. Metcalf keeps throwing Ross under the bus and blames him, leading to the whole town to call Ross Dr. Death. <laughs> I mean... That's pretty cool. And, like, it kind of checks out. Literally every single person that he goes to see, like, the next day they die. Yeah. Uh, We see one of our little fuzzy guys hanging around Dr. Metcalf's place, which bites him after crawling into his slipper when he tries to put them on. So once again, as we've already explained, Mm -hmm. check your shoes, folks. Check your shoes. We take education seriously. Do you check your shoes, Palmer? No. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, I imagine you do if you go camping. No. No? I'm quite large. If I put my giant size 13 foot <laughs> into my shoe, I am going to kill what is in my shoe. Are you sure? I guarantee it. What if it was a scorpion? 300 pounds of mass <laughs> is going to kill anything that might be in my shoe. I'm I don't just throwing know. that out there. I don't know, though. Uh, maybe not super spiders from Venezuela. Venezuela. 
No big bobs. No, no big bobs. Uh, so now you want to call Dr. Jennings? Nah, fuck you, dogs. Uh, right? You don't get that big city medicine. Uh, at least with him out of the way, Dr. Death can now get his autopsies. Uh, but they got to dig up some bodies. You know the other thing? I won't be. I won't live in fear. All oh, right. God. I won't live in fear. It's just it takes two <laughs> seconds to check Palmer your shoes. Palmer owns guns. He's gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot first. my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Every day before he puts a shoe on, he puts a bullet hole through the toes. I feel like that's an ACD <laughs> shoe shooting. <laughs> 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 Yeah, you got it. <laughs> uh, yeah! <laughs> exactly. After making a couple of phone calls to her villainous-looking Dr. Atherton, uh, Atherton sends his assistant, Chris, to the town with instructions to find a live specimen. But uh, he goes looking for it with no cup. No. Do you no notice that? He just walks into the room like with nothing, and then he yeah. has to use the wine glass. He's just like, yeah. I'll find something. He didn't bring like, a jar? Yeah. Or a... No, he planned on using that wine glass. <laughs> he just was yeah. like, Are he, there saw, he saw that wine glass earlier, and he was just like, I'm going to use that gonna, thing. That's going to bet that goblet over there. <laughs> that thing right there, that's going to hold a spider real nice. Mm. <laughs> uh, after they dig up all the bodies and perform the autopsies, they confirm spider bites on all the victims, and after a little chat with uh, assistant Chris, as well as checking out the cereal box prize that Sheriff Lloyd almost eats, uh, it's determined that Atherton's spiders and the spiders in town might be the same. Hmm. Wow. I could have told you that. So True. next up, we get one of the most tasteful shower scenes of all time Ooh, in the Beechwood house. So tasty. Very tasteful shower scene. A little bit of underboob, but nothing else. Ooh. Yep. 90s. Taste, 90s shower scene. So ni- and this isn't a Disney movie, mind you. Ooh, oh, true, true. Tasteful underboob from a Disney, <laughs> Disney. movie. Disney. Yeah. Uh, Delbert shows up once again to do his professional work, only to see that these spiders don't particularly give a shit about his pesticides, but they sure as shit don't like his boots. Nope. Uh, Chris and Ross catch a live spider in aforementioned <laughs> wine goblet. For squishy spiders. <laughs> and that's just what they'll do. <laughs> so they catch a live spider in that aforementioned wine goblet, and Atherton shows up to learn that one of those Venezuelan spiders hitched a ride in Manley's coffin. Uh, after some PETA-disapproved animal testing on little white mice, they make the connection that these spiders uh, of these spiders to Venezuela uh, by noticing these bugs don't have balls. No balls on these bugs. <laughs> these bugs don't got balls. Um, after a bunch of mumbo-jumbo about spiders and soldiers and generals and whatnot, Delbert shows up yet again to display the specimen he still has attached to the bottom of his That's shoe. true. I feel like they put a lot into the audience that we're supposed to know things about spiders. So when they're yeah. talking about these specific spiders... I think they expect that we're like, wow, that's so unlike a normal spider and it's yeah. normal habit, like what it does. I have no fucking well, idea. I just, I also feel like, so the only thing that was going through my head is, as I was watching this this time around was just like, if you are somebody who knows a lot about spiders <laughs> and you're watching all these little live spiders go through, you're probably, your immediate reaction is probably like, that's an unknown species. That's a fucking that's from, brown tarantula. These ones were that from. Live, live in my backyard. From um, New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, were they from New okay. yeah. But still, they're like, I know this spider. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's a nest and <laughs> a queen. They do have balls. They do. <laughs> they, do. <laughs> they do. The little spider balls. They have tiny balls. They got eight balls, one for each eye. <laughs> Eyeballs. <laughs> Eyeballs. I like Sorry. It. I like it. <laughs> Sorry. There's a nest in a queen. She'll eventually make baby spiders that can reproduce, and then, boom, the spidemic is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to say here is a good point, that apparently this movie did for spiders what Jaws did for sharks, which is uh, not good. Oh, no. Yeah. Everyone um, just leave the spiders alone. It took a very long, it took a very long time of people talking about, like, 
spiders at your house are good for you because they eat all the other bugs. And yeah. Yada, yada, yada. yeah. It took a very long time for people to like not be stop just murdering spiders. every spider. Uh, <laughs> and this movie might have been like the thing that kind of kicked off that whole like, oh, there's a spider in my house. Time to burn it down. It might be from Venezuela. <laughs> or like burn it with fire. But yeah, I feel burn like your I house down. I really have this conversation with my wife every time there's a spider in the house. I'm Do you like, want to kill it or she does? No, she wants to kill it immediately. <gasps> oh my god! And I'm like, no, no, no to get to get the whole guy. So growing up, my mother always told me that spiders were your dead relatives coming to visit. I've heard the same thing. I've heard that. So yeah. we're never allowed to kill spiders in our house. Yeah. yeah. Kelly Kelly has other things to say about this. She yeah. She's killing fuck. my grandma. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if that's my great aunt Sue. <laughs> I'm did. killing that bitch. The only time I kill a spider is if one of the cats sees it because I just don't want the cat eating it. Why? Because usually I have to grab the spider so quickly that like I'm not exactly being cautious. But why would why can't your cat eat the spider? Because it gets sick. I don't feel comfortable about my cats eating spiders because I they don't know sick. what spider they're eating. Right. Every time Burrito eats a spider, he throws up all over the house. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, don't know, I feel like my cat eats dead things all the time. He's got a strong stomach, that's the, though. That's the difference between an outdoor cat and, yeah. <laughs> and a cat. I've, I've seen inside. the graveyard that your cat leaves behind. It's yeah. so sad. No, it's awesome. It's sad. <laughs> we don't have any moles, though. That kid, that cat is a serial killer, dude. He, he does not give a fuck. That's Somewhere out there, there's a squirrel that looks at that cat the same way fucking victims look at Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> Just staring through windows. I really want to set up bird feeders, but I can't. Yeah, I'll just kill them all. Would, he would absolutely kill them. Just put him far enough away no, from anything. He, you have to no, put him in the front yard. No, that it can't matter. he'll love you. I don't want him to kill birds. I like birds. It's like, oh, mom left me a fucking trap. I love it. It is. It is bird, literally just like a trap. Birds are just flying rats with good PR. I love birds. Yeah. I mean, some of them are kind of cute. Depends pigeons, fuck them. Yeah, I like those, a pigeon. Pigeons are legitimately Not, flying dude, I got rats. shat on by a pigeon. No, all pigeons dead on sight. <laughs> well, and actually, a lot of the pigeons are... the. People think they're pigeons here, but they're actually white-tailed doves. They just look like pigeons. Oh, really? Shot on mm-hmm. sight. <laughs> <laughs> they look like pigeons. I've seen some weird fucked up shit with pigeons over the years. What? I saw one that got hit by a car, a and it was like missing half of its head, but it was still alive. Oh, my god! Oh, good for it. But it was just like... Good for the car? It was, yeah. Like, the, the pigeon was just kind of like wandering around. It wasn't <gasps> flying. It was just wandering around and like eating stuff, but it moved like a crackhead. And it only it had half weird. a head? Yeah, it was very weird. Did you shoot it? No. Damn it. You know what? That one, <laughs> let that one drag out its death for you, Palmer. Fuck. <laughs> Suffer longer. Half-faced bird. So after yet a third scene of our town mortician eating like he's got the same contract in this movie as Brad Pitt does in all of his, and <laughs> the next time we see him when the gang shows up, he and his wife are dead with a spider crawling out of his nose. I thought that True. was a really good one. That, that was, was probably my favorite kill in this movie. Yeah. You, you don't see the kill, but you see the aftermath, and it's the only time you see a spider come out of somebody. Yeah. I'm into it. I and feel like that's like... a more regular thing you see these days that you wouldn't have seen very often mm-hmm. back in 1990. Plus a less popcorn. Yeah. And they were just going ham in that, in that bowl. It's true. If you added extra butter, that pop that, yes. that spider would have drowned. Yep. What's what's her name? Mimi from Drew Carey shows uh-huh. was, was absolutely all over that bowl of popcorn. That was Mimi. Yeah, yep. it was Mimi. <gasps> okay, I see you, girl. <laughs> so while the gang is dealing with that uh, pair of dead bodies, Atherton's gone off to the Jennings barn where he gets ruined by his own discovery. Uh, then the gang shows up to the house afterwards, and we get this little rundown of things that happened. Delbert sees and sprays a spider with something from his private collection that seems strong enough to melt through whatever it hits. Ross yeah, and- is it is it's the is the thing that he's spraying with strong, or is it making that fuzzy popping thing because the spider is very venomous? Both. No, because like he's spraying like wood I think frames he's just spraying and shit. Acid. Okay. Yeah, and it's like melting through like wood frames and shit. 
Okay. This is private reserve, dude. That shit's probably napalm. <laughs> <laughs> Delbert seems like the kind of guy in this small town that has like homemade napalm that he just calls dude, a pesticide. In, Delbert seems like he was in Vietnam and brought back a little too much of us. That jungle What's the name of the uh, the doomsday prepper and tremors? Yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Delbert, Delbert's the 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 exterminator version of him. Yep. That's a very fair assessment. Um, Ross and Chris go and get the Jennings family out of the house and away from the spiders that seem to have finally hatched and have taken over the house. Uh, Bert Gummer. Bert, there it is, yeah. Uh, Delbert shows up fully locked and loaded to be a superhero because, and I must reiterate this, he's a professional. Yeah, he's a professional. Yes. Uh, Ross falls through the bad wood floor into the cellar and encounters a giant egg sack protected by the Queen and the General, facing his fear, killing the Queen via... uh, chucking her and a shovel towards a fuse box um, and then ruins Palmer's wine time by wasting most of it because he's clumsy. How dare uh, He burns the egg sack and takes out the general by killing it with fire and a nail gun. Now, when in doubt, I feel like a nail gun is a pretty goddamn good weapon. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. This is, but this is like an old school nail gun. Yeah. This it's isn't a one of those, yeah, That was back before they had safety yes, stuff. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um after all is said and done, the Jennings decide to move back to San Francisco because the devil you know is the is better than the devil you don't, and they'd rather take their chances with earth, earthquakes, rats, human shit, and a soon-to-be-exploding housing market. There's a lot of human shit in San Francisco. There is. Tell me, uh, please, please, if you live in San Francisco and you listen to the podcast, tell me what the state of human shit is and whether or not that app that tracks whether or not there's fecal matter on the sidewalk still exists. Yes, it does. How is the Duke? Yeah, the poop app. <laughs> Is that what it's called, the Duke? No, no. that's what I would call oh, it. Oh, okay. no, it's, uh, it's the poop. Snap crap. Snap, Snap crap. crap. Yeah. Snap crap. There it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's still a thing. Because um, I can't imagine San Francisco is any better now than it was the last time. If anything, it's probably worse. Can you imagine a fl- inflation in San Francisco, dude? Your your closet that you were previously paying $25,000 a month for is probably thirty five <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Um, so that's the movie. Uh, one of the things, uh, the primary thing that I want to talk about, though, in regards to this is the special effects. Because it's 1990. Uh, there's not much in the way of CGI uh, those days. Um, and this movie really leaned into the practical effects and real spiders. So um, the sounds of spiders getting crushed, potato chips and mustard packets, Perfect. dead spiders on camera. Apparently, they were specifically brought in and had died of natural causes. Why mustard packets? Why not mayonnaise packets? Uh, Why the guts? Because the guts are yellow. Uh. Uh. Chips I get. It's yeah. a nice exoskeleton yeah, crunch. Yeah. Uh, the massive spider webs all over the town. Uh, a cannon that just fires out webbing. Really? Um, okay. That'd be so nice to have for Halloween next year. Right? That'd be kind of nice to have just like in general, period. Take like, 10 just minutes get mad at somebody firewebbing at them. <laughs> Takes 10 minutes to decorate your whole house. Mm-hmm. You'd be like a shitty version of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Here's that fucking turd down the street. <laughs> this fucking web gun. Yeah. Uh, so there are two main kinds of spiders that are seen in this movie. Uh, the relatively unfamiliar to the U.S. Delana spider from New Zealand. Mm. Uh, sometimes known it's as a the, kiwi. Sometimes known as the Avondale or the Usually Flat is. Huntsman. <laughs> Um, they are harmless to humans. They don't bite, but they do have two legs in the front that are longer than the rest, and they live in colonies. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So the interesting thing about their legs is usually uh, anytime you saw them on screen, they had those two legs that would, like hang over stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's the deal with them. Like if you stick them on a lampshade, they've got two front legs that are just like super long and just kind of hang out in the front. Oh, um, that's kind of cute. Um, and then, as Alex mentioned, our you, why do so many people think sputters are cute? There's nothing. No, some of them are cute. No, no. Fucking, there's nothing cute about like a goddamn spider. No, like I am so sick of people trying to fucking Have shove this narrative that spiders are cute down my goddamn throat. I don't want to hang out with them. I don't want to hang out with them. I like spiders. But 
Have you ever seen those really cute spiders? That's they're fucking cute. Look at this. I don't want to hang out with this dude, but that you can't tell me that's not a cute little spider. That thing looks like a fucking cartoon. That thing is a fucking cartoon. Look at this guy. It's a cute spider. This is an acid trip. He's fun. He's not cute. I don't know. I think it's kind of cute. I, if you just he, Google, I think he's kind of stompable. What about this little guy? You should just Google cute spiders. See, look at this. Just going like this. Yeah. No, dude, there's nothing cute about that. That's a lie. Like I said, I don't want to hang out with him, but I'll watch videos and shit. I want to get a pet spider. You and you and fucking Poe, the me? two of you, like, just, she's <laughs> constantly sending me goddamn spider gifts because she knows it triggers me and she thinks they're so cute. And I'm just like, fuck. No, no, I mean, like, no, no, no. Like, mo- most normal spiders, I can fuck right off. Oh, you no, guys are no. so mean. Most spiders, period, can fuck right off. I won't kill you Look if you're in my house. I'll put you outside. But that literally just showed me that fucking gift. I won't <laughs> tolerate this. I'm going to put it on my Instagram uh, if you yeah, guys want to look at it. For those of you playing at home, check out Alex's Instagram. But it's the, the little black and white spider with the blue stripe that's just doing his little awkward thing. Nice. It's like the fourth Google result. <laughs> if you Google cute spiders, it's, yeah, number five. Yeah. See, I, I, I just, I like looking at some spiders because some of them are just like psychedelic as fuck. Yeah. Uh, but I also assume like because of the colors on them like those things are venomous as fuck too probably isn't probably. it usually like the brighter the colors the more venomous the creature yeah isn't that like kind of the rule of thumb i, I know that it's for like uh, reptiles and stuff like yeah. frogs yeah. and amphibians um but our other main spider here as alex mentioned is nicknamed big bob an eight inch amazonian bird eating tarantula <laughs> that enjoys shooting fiberglass like hairs at potential enemies <sighs> That sentence right there is exactly the kind of sentence that says that spider can fuck right yeah, off. That, that yeah, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Like, that literally just made the arms on, or the uh, hair Burn it. <laughs> burn it. Yeah, that's a burn it with fire. And Big Bob, no. Big Bob had a very long, happy life, and we'll talk about that Aww. in a little bit. Uh, how they picked the spiders, I care. though. How they, <laughs> I care. How they picked the spiders, though, was via a sort of Olympics or a decathlon. According to David Sasala, the, vil- the film's visual effects supervisor, he said, We ran them through 10 tests to determine how fast they were, how they fared on different surfaces, and how they reacted to heat and cold. Auditioning spiders would have to do certain things, like walk up a wall or across a piece of string or climb into a glass. In regards to training them, however, you can't really do that like you can with other animals. Uh, with Sasala saying, you can't train them. There's no brain in there that remembers anything. It's difficult to get them to do what you want. Uh, undaunted, the arachnophobia team came up with several unique control techniques, discovering that the Delana spiders specifically are phobic to lemon pledge, which apparently gums up their feet. So spraying lines of it on set can control their movements. Uh, suspended wire vibrating faster than the eye can see also does the same thing, kind of creating a little path for them. Uh, to keep spiders in a relatively contained area, they are put to sleep with carbon dioxide, and tiny monofilament leashes are attached <laughs> by wax to their abdomens. Uh, hot air guns were used to help direct them towards colder areas, and for really complicated shots, minuscule steel plates are glued to the spiders with wax, with electromagnets behind a wall, then moving them to places where the script calls mm. for them to be. And thus, we answer ICP's question, magnets, how do they work? Well, they work by attaching them to spiders and just dragging them. I don't like the idea of gluing things onto the spider. Well, it, was with, it was with a wax, so it's, it's not Still. like it's not like a glue gun. They don't like it though. I'll glue my bullets. Oh to my the god, spider. I'm gonna glue your balls. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to a spider. <laughs> glue yes. your balls to Big Bob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Jamie Heineman of Mythbusters and Walrus Lookalike Contest fame got his start on this film. This was the first film that he ever I worked on. I did not know that. Right. He was a rookie here. Big Bob the... <laughs> nice. I am the walrus. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's wrong with me today. Big Bob the bird-eating tarantula had purple markings that were painted on, and he was given a strap-on abdomen to increase his size. <laughs> yeah, strap-on. Yeah. 
Uh, even the new and improved Big Bob, however, was not large enough for some of the stunts required of the fearsome general. So Jamie built a 15-inch mechanical spider. Jesus and also, Christ. after shooting was done, kept the real Big Bob as a pet for about 10 years. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, the climactic face-off between Don't Jeff like Daniels... It. Don't like it. Uh, between Jeff Daniels and Big Bob, uh, or in this case, the mechanical Bob was the last scene filmed for the movie, which took over two weeks to film Jesus. on 13-hour days on set to get right. And everyone was gone, right? Everyone was gone. It was just the the film crew and Jeff Daniels. He spent several of those days pinned under a 250-pound wine rack in a basement that's actually on fire, chucking wine bottles at the spider under strict instructions not to hit the expensive model, which is why in the movie, every time he throws a bottle, it misses by like three feet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> During that scene, he did manage to get his own back on Big Bob, inadvertently drenching him with wine on one of the takes, which also delayed filming for hours while they had to dry him off so that it would continue to work, oh, did... making a really long day even longer. Oh, so not the real Big Bob. No, 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 the, the mechanical one. I was like, but Big Bob got drunk. Um, as far as I'm aware, I, th- <laughs> I, th- I think it was on the, f- the the mechanical one. I think, yeah, that was probably um, the one. Because I, I would imagine that the actual Big Bob's not on set for this. <laughs> Um, and they made jokes about how Jeff Daniels during the press tour for this made all sorts of jokes about how like the spiders got preferential treatment, had the biggest trailer, and all that stuff because they were the stars of the movie. Uh, when it's dead named spiders, after them. yeah, when dead spiders were needed, as I mentioned, the crew used arachnids that had died of natural causes. Um, and John Goodman also joked that the Wrangler uh, Stephen Kutcher cared more about the spiders on set than the people. Probably. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's called arachnophobia. That is his, the, the, that's also his job. Like, True. You know, he's not a person wrangler. He's a, he's a spider wrangler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like when people care about their jobs, people don't get hurt. Yeah, you're mm. right. Unless mm. they're framed. Mm. And so more we'll find out. <laughs> TBD. And mm. so finally, in one of the last movies of its kind to rely on practical effects before CGI really took over, there's the scene where John Goodman had to squirt a spider with insecticide and then crush it under his boot. Uh, this 20-second sequence took hours to film as the actor sprayed a rubber spider and then used a special boot for the crushing scene. So he would spray a rubber spider, and then there was a cut back to him where they would put a real spider down on the deck, and he would step on it. Uh, Goodman wore a boot with a hollowed-out sole to ensure that the spider was never harmed, saying that it would just curl up inside and wait for the next take. Is that why he closed his boot on the spider so slowly? Yeah. Because he was trying to make sure that it wasn't... <laughs> he didn't actually get... Yeah, because he looks down, and he's got to line it up. Because right. I don't think you can really... As much lemon pledge and vibrating wires and shit, I don't know that you can actually get the spider to hit a mark. Yeah, yeah. I, don't yeah. Think I don't think that's possible. Uh, but yeah, that's that's arachnophobia and the the last great bastion for like full movie special effects that are all practical. Like we we still get lots of movies uh, in the horror genre with lots and lots of practical effects, mm-hmm. uh, but there's a lot of CGI still mixed in. Um, this is one of the last. Like all practical effects, no CGI, nothing. Yeah, the '90s is where that kind of like started to, to shift right yeah. towards more CGI. Even even just a couple of years after this, so uh, you saw CGI really start to come in. Those of you who watched the movies along with us and then listened to the podcasts, go watch Slither <laughs> after this. And I love James Gunn. Let me say that first and foremost. I I really do think he's a fantastic director. But tell me if. Slither is in a more gory, more raunchy remake of Arachnophobia. And while we're okay. on that topic, because uh, we were also trying to figure this out, um, let us know if you also thought that this movie was actually remade in the early to mid-2000s. Because um, I thought it was, Alex's husband thought it was, and it turns out I was possibly just mixing that up with Eight-Legged Freaks. Very different films. Yes. Very different films. Spiders. 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 
But very different. Different films. kinds of spiders. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was really more like Attack of the Giant Spider. Yeah. Versus this. It was just a just really small uh, spiders. What if one arachnid from Starship Troopers made it to Earth? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. But that's our movie. Uh, I don't know what we're going to rate this out of this week, actually. Um, uh, I didn't even really think about that. Hollowed Out Heels. Sure. Uh, John Goodman. I feel like it has to do something with John Goodman. Yeah. Uh, how, how many how many Dilbert Heels are we doing? Oh, what did he have? A misprinted can of Coors Light? No, Miller Light. Miller Light. How many misprinted cans? Only 100-something in circulation. Yeah, your husband might want to take a look at that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, how many how many uh, misprinted cans of Miller Lite out of five are we giving this Dilbert-led, star-studded cast of a film? Uh, I'll take I'll take the lead on this. Okay. Yes, please uh, do. This is, this is a five out of five for me. I acknowledge that it's nostalgia-based, but uh, mm. I love this movie. Okay, fair enough. Um, I was going to go four. Uh, I was going to go four and a quarter. All right. So, that's numbers. That's a four point four one six 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 six. Look at us. We're back. We're back, baby. We've, We've done it two of, weeks in a row. Yeah. We've had a lot of six six sixes since yeah. we have um, returned back to the we're, podcasting. We're universe. making up for time lost. Yep. We have. Yep. Well, that wraps up our main event for this week. I just love this movie so much. I do it's too. A fun movie. It's a fantastic film. Great cast. It, 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 it's it's really well paced. Yeah, it is. Um, but I, it is weird in retrospect. I do kind of agree with you. Like the first. 15 minutes of the movie. I just don't ever remember that I they saw, take yeah, place. It's not that I dislike it. I just do forget about it until I'm like, oh yeah, there's the Venezuela part. Like yeah. you obviously need that as a setup for the rest of the movie to happen. Yeah. But yeah, it is It is weird. I don't really think of this movie starting until you see Jeff Daniels. Yeah. But it's, it, it needs to, it's a very isolated colony of sexless dickless spiders. Dickless spiders. <laughs> well, uh, now that we've talked about spider anatomy for <laughs> The like I said at the top of this episode, at the top of the movie, this is an educational episode, guys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. We hope uh, you learn something. Mm-hmm. Hope you love something. Hope you love and learn, learn something. Live, learn, love, laugh. No laughing. Just, no laughing. Just living, learning, and loving. <laughs> Unless you're laughing at spiders with no balls. Okay, fair enough. And yeah. then and then Point laugh and away. laugh at all the dickless spiders you want. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So uh, it's time for the eulogy, housekeeping, all that stuff wrapped into one. Convenient little package. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll kick things off this week. I got two things. Okay. Uh, friend of the podcast, manager of the Heather O'Rourke, O'Rourke Found Forest Conservation. Uh, sorry, let me oh, start yeah. over. Yeah, the what? Heather O'Rourke. Heather O'Rourke. Forest Conservation. There you go. Uh, Matt has reached out to us and told us about something really cool. Uh, Poltergeist fans are going to be really happy to hear that Heather, uh, the precious little girl famous for the line, they're <laughs> here, uh, who also died far too soon, soon at the uh, age of only 12. <laughs> Um, has a documentary. Alex thinks this is hilarious. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing at the fact that you're skipping hilarious. over her last name because apparently you can't say O'Rourke. I can't say O'Rourke. Okay, I go. just did it. Just did it. There you go. Um, now just clip it and paste it in every time you need it. She, she has a documentary of her life coming very soon uh, titled Heather O'Rourke. She was here, directed by Nick Bailey. The doc will uh, be released to coincide with the 40th anniversary of Poltergeist around June 3rd, 2022. The list of people being interviewed includes the likes of Craig T. Nelson, Joe Beth Williams, and other peers, and even some childhood friends. The documentary will cover Heather's personal life as well as her career in entertainment alongside stories never before told publicly. The doc will also address some of the lies and rumors that have been circulating about her death over the past few years. Her family is involved with the doc again, and everything 
in terms of its of its production has been has been wonderful. I'm hearing nothing but good things. Um, Hollywood has ignored her story for 30 plus years, and it deserves to be told. So thanks, Matt, for reaching out to us and letting us know about that. Uh, the second thing, I finally got around to watching The Night House. The Lighthouse. The Night House. Oh, The Night House. No, no, Palmer's watched The Lighthouse. <laughs> the Lighthouse. The, the night, like, the lighthouse. Know, I feel like there is going to be some sort of crossover episode where all I do is break down the nighthouse and the lighthouse and okay. talk about how they're both the same film, even though they're dressed. Welcome different. to the night lighthouse. <laughs> the night lighthouse. <laughs> um, I am actually probably going to say this, unless something in the next few months comes along and dethrones this. I think this is the best movie I've seen all year. Okay. I'm not Ooh. just saying best horror movie. I mean, best, best movie, film. period, but this, that I have seen all year. Wow. This movie, did it release this year or last year? It released this year. This year. Didn't it? Yeah, over the summer. It was just, it was filmed last year. Yeah. I think it was, it was supposed to release last year that and it counts. got delayed because yeah, of COVID. Okay, yeah, this got released in August. That's right. Yeah, so this was released in August. I finally got around to watching it. If you have not seen it, I strongly recommend it. It's also got one of the best jump scares in it that I've seen since Exorcist 3. Where did you watch it? Uh, I you, bought it. Yeah, you, you, you bought it. You bought this one what, like a month ago, right? Yeah, I just finally. Oh, that's right. You've been sitting it. on it. Um, fantastic film. Uh, really does a fantastic job of uh, wrestling with both like horror elements and like human emotion on the same scale as like Midnight Mass. Oh, okay. So there's it's it packs quite an emotional punch, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's one of those like. You watch it and, and did it or did it happen? You know, like type of things. Okay. Yep, yep, um, yep. Very good movie. Strongly suggested. Spooky. Spooky, spooky, spooky. Uh, as far for me, um, you know, I'm, I'm really happy that we got to do this spider movie considering the conversations we had about the, the giant spider and the massive web outside the back of my house uh, that disappeared shortly after we named it. Um, <laughs> you which, killed her. I didn't kill her. I didn't kill her. She just kind of fucked off and went and did her own thing. Uh, I, I hope she's doing well. Spidey Adits, you were always in my mind. Um, what did you name her? Spidey Adits. Oh, okay. Um, I don't get it. Like Lydia Adits. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, I don't know. I've called her like all the different names okay. that people suggested. She can have multiple ones. Uh, but there is this one little spider that died of natural causes uh, that's been just laying there in uh, one of my bathrooms uh, for at least the amount of time since Spidey Adits has left us. Uh, I'm is, that, ho- is it her? No, 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 no. no. It's a very small spider. Oh, okay. Um, but I was hoping that she would like come back for him. I like to put she dead bugs in jars. So if the spider dies, does that mean your relative has died twice? No, it just means Ooh. they're gone. No, it just means they're, they're done visiting you. They'll come yeah, back later. They'll come back later. Uh, as I another like, spider? Yeah. So how can you tell which relatives it's supposed you to be? You can't. But when they die, it's just because they're really disappointed in you. you yeah. You don't okay. know. You just... I'll come back and check on you again in the future it's, and see if you're any better. It's good to know that I continue to disappoint most of my family. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. <laughs> I mean, me too. <laughs> what about you, Alex? You got any last words? Um, I feel like mine, once again, is food-based, which okay. I don't mean it to always be. But uh, So this year I'm going to take a stab at deep-frying my turkey. Um, and I was, I've was i heard from like some people that it's best to brine it first, and then other people saying that you just have to inject it with like a butter marinade. You know That's what kind mean? of the same thing. Yeah, well, the brine they sit in for quite a while. But anyways, if anyone has any like uh, tips or tricks. Yeah, if, if, if you've done this before, um, please message us, message Alex. Or you directly. could just send us an email. Yeah, send us an email, whatever. Because yeah, um, we've also all seen those videos of like people setting their houses on fire. Well, I do know you have to wait till it's completely defrosted and you have to like wipe all the excess 
get as much moisture off as you can. All the moisture off of it. And then you do like a dry, if you're going to like dry rub the outside, like you have to, you can't put on like oil or anything. You have to like just literally put it on the skin. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, if you have any tips or tricks. I also see a lot of people do this shit in their driveways. That's why I'm doing it. So if you have deep fried your turkey and it turned out delicious, please let me know. Because I'm, I'm going to get hammered and <laughs> deep fried turkey in the middle of my mother-in-law's driveway. I can't wait. Our first episode after Alex gets out of the hospital is going to be amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be fine. I do more dangerous stuff than that all the time. You do. I do. You just just deep frying turkeys is pretty fucking dangerous. I deep fry shit all the time. Yeah, but not turkeys. Oh, turkey, egg rolls. What's the difference? You don't need a bucket to deep fry egg rolls. <laughs> It's also true. Oh, there's a lot of truths being said this week. And that's true. If, <laughs> if there's anything that you can think of that I can deep fry after the turkey that would go good with a turkey dinner, Ooh. let me know. Like Stuffing. Like stuffing balls? Stuffing balls? See, <gasps> see the, only time, the only time I've ever deep fried a turkey, I made a, I did a long time ago, I did a tur- uh, turducken, turducken that I wrapped in bacon. Yep. And after I took it out of the oven, I dropped it in a deep fryer for like 10 minutes to crisp everything up. Okay. But I didn't like deep, deep fry the fry whole it that thing. that way, yeah. Uh, but yeah, oh, like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like... Stuffing, stuffing balls. balls. Yeah, you can find all sorts of creative ways oh, to like... macaroni and cheese balls. Yeah. Oh. Hey, uh, can I come over next week? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm sure. gonna show up. <laughs> well, I am gonna. I have to. I'm gonna test it before. Um, can I be a guinea pig? Yeah, please? yeah. Come okay. over the weekend of Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, so you're be, trying it like the day before. Well, no, because we're not doing Thanksgiving until Saturday. So uh, okay. I'm probably gonna do it the weekend before that. Okay. So if you yeah, come by, I'll be on my driveway drinking, listening so, to well, When all the fire Sounds trucks good. like roll past my house, I'll know something went wrong. Yeah, exactly. to ACTC, <laughs> exactly. just getting hammered. <laughs> um, we are going to get back to streaming once again once I figure out how to do it without my computer exploding. Um, and well, there's there's some other audio logistics that we're trying to trying to get back in the works, as well as also just like maintaining a regular schedule. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the holidays fuck everything up. So tired. <laughs> Uh, but in the meantime, you can follow us on social media like Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Terra and Podnito. Uh, we're building a Discord community as well, so if you're interested in joining, check out the podcast description, and you can find uh, a link to our Discord uh, where you can, can join in on the fun. Um, one of us always has Discord up. I, I'm pretty sure it's... I probably... You um, more than anybody. Yeah, right? me it's, more like, than, I've got it's it on, on every device I have at this point. Like, yeah, I've got it on my phone, so my phone's constantly blowing up. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially because it's probably like 90% of the time me messaging something yes. stupid to yeah. everybody. Yeah. Um, but anyways, <laughs> check it out if you're interested in joining us. Um, we're definitely trying to build that up, so so please stop on by. Uh, one of us is always uh, involved in any sort of social media, so you know continue to, to, to hit us up over there. We're always listening. You can follow us individually, too. I'm Palmer. Sturmforth. I'm Alex at A Looters. And I'm Sam at Sam Heaves. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more of what you have come to know and love from us. And as always, Alex. Keep it creepy. Let's go. <laughs> Educational episodes. <laughs>